0: Sometime back, a query was raised that Gita is all about fight. It was set on battlefield. So how come love stories are being covered on the podcast? Usually, the emotions we face, no matter what kind of emotions uh, that are there, or whatever we do at a subtle or material plane, everything affects our consciousness. And Gita is not about simply fighting on the material plane. It is a journey journey that takes you from material plane to spiritual plane. So one needs to decide ultimately what one is fighting. Is it some situation that a person is fighting? Is it some person that one is fighting? Is it some internal emotion that a person is fighting? What one is fighting? One needs to discover that also in life and in different situations of life, ultimately, One needs to know own self and be at peace. Peace comes when a person knows himself or herself. People who have not read Gita may know themselves. And that is absolutely possible. Such people are also present. They are creatively engaged in their work and have regular contemplation over whatever they do. And spirituality in terms of heavy words might not be known to them. But they might be actively in that without knowing it. That is very much possible. In these episodes... What we are trying to cover is different situations that we often see and face. A lot of us go through these in our daily lives. Important is to be at peace and to be able to take a decision in no matter what that situation be, while being in peace and bliss. That is why a person needs to have the right framework of decision-making to enact. Therein lies the secret of Bhagavad Gita. I'm thankful for the queries, thoughts that people post on comments or in other ways to tell what they like or dislike or what they feel in general about the episodes. I would welcome such feedbacks and queries that will help us grow collectively. This episode is brought to you by Vita for Women. Tia would constantly shout when we would take her to the roof. Whenever she would feel that it was sufficiently dark, she would never make an attempt to go upstairs. We always thought that this must be a child who has fear of darkness. That is why she is behaving like that. But only later, we understood her deep fear of darkness. A feeling of someone hiding to grasp her in its clutches. There was immense fear. And even then, I used to feel that she was getting fearful unnecessarily. There was nothing that had happened that would make her be fearful. As her elder sister... I would witness her being an introvert all throughout, while I was completely opposite of her. Friends and family would ask us that, how come the two people were so different and why don't I advise her on her fearful behaviour? During childhood, we did not care so much really. It was not so important if someone was being in fear or not. It was a time that was passing away without much considering the fact that fear would impact a person very deep psychologically. Tia would sometimes shout, even in the bathroom, and this led us to believe that perhaps she had some weird behavior instinct, and we should consult some other elders in the family on this matter. And the warrior chiefs, who thought highly of you, will now despise you, thinking that it was fear which drove you away from battle. Bhagavad Gita chapter 2 verse 35. Few important points to inference from the above verse. First, fear external, that which is perceived outside. Second, fear internal, that which is perceived inside. Let us see these aspects in Tia's case. When we felt that the four people in our house were not able to manage the situation, we discussed the matter with our uncle who used to stay in the hills that time. During vacation, when he came to visit us, he would take my younger sister for long walks in the street. They would talk about stories and how different storybooks talked about ghosts and ghostly experiences. Later, she would complain that she had ghostly dreams and sometimes even shouted in the night for no reason. Then uncle started to take her upstairs first with himself and gradually started to send her all by herself. That time, she was in class 4 and she could communicate transparently. She had a friendly relation with uncle, so he was able to communicate with her logically, posing questions and answering if she asked anything. How do you know there's ghosts up there? Saw in a movie, uncle. I won't go up there. You also don't go. They would take us, make us into a curry and gulp away. How can you prove without seeing? Tell me. Have you seen? No. So how can you say? But uncle... Okay, do you mind me coming with you to see? Let's take a stick to beat it. This won't be enough. Should we call more people for help? But why would ghosts come in front of people? Okay, let us two go upstairs. Other people can hide on the stairs and can be called if required. Is that okay? I'm too scared. I don't want all of you to be killed because of me. (sighs) No worries. It cannot kill us. If it will kill us, first it will have to fight us. It cannot harm our tia without first fighting us. Tia was almost in tears of love and affection for uncle. Are you ready, tia? Okay, she said, feebly. So now the entire family was ready to battle against some imaginary ghosts that my younger sister had seen or had imagined to see. It was a joke for the rest of the elders, but really, for her, it was a big matter and it could not have been ignored. The very fact that uncle took this matter seriously and talked to her as if she was an equal was the reason that she opened up and got ready to face that ghost with everybody, thinking that everybody is there to love and help her. As we got up the stairs, we lit up the lantern and Tia was dead scared. She clutched uncle's hand very tightly and of course when they climbed up the stairs there was nobody, nothing except some flower pots and water tanks. Uncle told her that since ghost had not arrived, we should wait for some time before it came there. Tia appreciated the idea, but since she was so scared, she felt that they should hide behind the water tank, lest ghost saw her to grab her away. Tia, are you still scared? <sighs> too much. I am with you. Are you ready to fight? Stick is too small. I'm I am too small for that ghost. I am with you. It will kill us today. Why are you fearful? Can you cycle without Mama? Yes. Can you eat without Mama? Yes, Uncle. Can you go to school without Dad and Mama? Of course. Then why can't you fight a ghost? Can I? Of course. You are big, Tia. Oh, really? Too big for the ghost, Tia. Tia was now confident. That day, we discovered no ghost, unfortunately. <laughs> the next day, we all tried again. This was more interesting than hide-and-seek play in evening, for Tia heard new stories about kings that would fight away enemies with sheer courage. Gradually, Tia gained strength internally. Confidence boost-up happened slowly but steadily. All thanks to our uncle. Uncle then started to send her upstairs all by herself. First with stick and torch, and then with torch alone. Gradually, Tia realized that sense of ghost or ghostly experiences was drama. She was not seeing anything. She had been waiting to witness her death almost. That was the fear. Story of Tia realizing truth was victory against fear, which was untruth. Untruth can never win unless we let it do so. External circumstances only incline our thoughts towards internal side but internal journey of fight and victory is conscious and sometimes unconscious for own self to understand. Confidence in self is the way to march ahead in the path of truth.